Welcome back to Stumps this weekend. Jordan Canellis and Bryce McGain with you. Coming down to the pointy end of the uh, BBL season. Most teams have either one or two matches remaining before we get into the finals, which begins in about a week from now. The Melbourne Stars have already booked their position in the BBL finals. They have uh, locked away pretty much top spot at uh, the moment with 10 wins from their 13 matches. It's been an extraordinary season so far from the Melbourne Stars and a big reason uh, for that, Bryce, has been their director of cricket at the Stars, Trent Woodhill, who joins us here on Stumps. Hello, Trent. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, guys. Hope you're well. Congratulations so far on the uh, on the, the great results that you've enjoyed so far through the season. What's been the, the main highlight for you that you've been most pleased with when, uh, when watching your team? Uh, well, firstly, thanks for that. I appreciate it. And it's something that we've really enjoyed and really proud of. And I think what's what's been the best thing is that um, we've won, winning to uh, wanting to win more games. Uh, and likewise, when we've lost, we we haven't um, we haven't kicked the cans and and started jumping at shadows. We've we're we're just trying to get through the basics and 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 win every ball. And and it, that's uh, that's a good feeling. That means we're not getting too high and we're not getting too low. Was that a uh, was that a direct uh, objective from the back end of last season? The way that. The way that petered out, maybe you know, looking at the history of the the, the club through its uh, eight seasons prior to this, was there a was there a clear shift to put, you know stop the foot down and say let's change things up at the stars? It's probably a maturity. Um, I think players are maturing, and I think also that it's the nature of the competition. With the uh, the competition being shortened by a week, uh, you can't get too caught up in your last game. And what we've done really well, and what we've done probably better than other teams, is we've moved away from the previous game. So we've We've learnt from winning and we've learnt from losing, um, and it's a, it's a really tough tough trip now with the with the, with the big bash, and uh, you can you can get really caught up in, in how the previous game's gone and not and not be ready for that next game. We felt well with the, the three losses we've had, uh, you know, two of them have been against the strikers who we think are a really good team, but it's it's um it's gone down to the, the last over on both occasions, and the first one was down to the last ball, and then the sixes. Um, you know, we felt there was a couple of individuals, mainly Vincent and Enrique, that just uh, played out of their skin. Mm. And then in a bowl with Ben Dwarshus, who came back strongly from his mauling at the MCG to, to bowl really well. So we, we felt like other teams have had to play really well to beat us. Um, and, and it's, it's important that we, we continue to think that way, that we, we, we put out a, an effort that makes, makes the other teams going to be at the top of their game to, to beat us. There's no doubt about that, Trent. Great to be catching up with you. And uh, I know you and David Hussey have a great relationship, along with your captain, Glenn Maxwell. And it really is a team effort. And it, uh, it is, is clearly that way at the Stars. Now, more than just the director of cricket, you, you have a bit of a hands-on role as well as, uh, as the batting coach. But you've also done a lot of work in the preparation of the team as well. And that's what I'm really interested in. Not only yeah. the analysis uh, and bringing uh, in a, a more in-depth analysis of, uh, of T20 cricket and how to succeed at it, but also the recruiting. So how do you balance all the, the hats and h- how much time are you you're finding you're putting into um, this role with the Stars? It's a, it's a lot, but it's, but it's obviously it's, a, it's enjoyable when you're winning. So when you, when you feel like the the fruits of your labour have been recognised, then, then you, you have a lot more energy than you would if, if things aren't working. And um, I think it's important to grow in, in, your, in your roles. And, and, and with Clifton Mackay as, as bowling coach this year, he's really embraced the, um, the, the data analysis. And, and it's not about being led by that. It's about um, balancing your intuition and experience in the game with, with the, the stats that are real. Uh, so I, th- I feel like as a team, we're growing into that. 
And then in, in terms of the list, that you know, cohesion's played a big part. And with both myself and David Hussey have learned a lot from Greg Shippard and then Stephen Fleming. So yep. I think David is a, a combination of the two. Uh, he's, yeah, he's very close to both, and 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 as as an eye. So we've. We're making sure that we're growing and learning rather than having all the answers. So we, you know, we make sure we look for those where we can. So then that, that comes in and onto the list. We're, we're filling up players, uh, have an environment here where they can be wrong and not be judged on it. They can they can develop parts of their uh, their games without without tinkering too much. So so that especially the Perth boys, which we've got five or six of, they've, they've come into this environment uh, with a bit of freedom, which means that they. They, they have to think a little bit more about their own preparation rather than waiting to be told what their preparation is. Well, it, it, it's certainly a full-ranging uh, combination. Uh, in terms of the recruiting, I, I guess your, your, your main international player was Dale Stain, but uh, yep. it, it probably, it, and it looks at like it in the way it's turned out, because of a little niggling injury, it's probably more of a marketing campaign for Dale Stain. Harris Ralph was an incredible pickup. Explain that to us because he's come from nowhere and been one of the key bowlers of the T20 this tournament. Yeah, we, we, we got a heads up from Nick Cummins, who was um, previous GM of the Thunder, um, CEO of Tasmanian Cricket, and he has a he has a relationship with, with the Q Landers uh, at Lahore because he had a, a quad series that he'd run with the Sixers, the Thunder, the Q Landers, and Auckland Cricket. Yep. And and he um, he notified us that that uh, there's a guy that that might be available when when Dale. The day Dale, Dale arrived, um, we knew that he had a niggle and he, we weren't sure how much of the tournament he'd be able to play in. Our other import, Pat Brown, was only arriving the day we landed in, in, uh, on the Gold Coast. So we didn't want to expose him too early because of you know, getting off the plane and playing. So we, we had access to, to Harris and, and um, yeah, we gave the Hobart Hurricanes a, um, a heads up as well that, that we were interested in, in getting to Melbourne. And um, we gave them an opportunity too because they, they were just playing cricket in Glenorchy and uh, and they had an interest in him. Yep. We we had a need from him, so they had interest. We had a need, and we we uh, we pulled you know, pulled the trigger on that. And we were, you know, we were as 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 excited by everybody, and and, and obviously he's a, he's a massive talent. So we we were I wouldn't say we were lucky because we're thorough, but we we're lucky that he he's not only a fast bowler, he's also a really vibrant, exciting person too, which has been great for us. Trent, did you how much of that? pick up that selection of Harris Ralph I know you you obviously trust the people around you within the organization but how much had you actually seen and known of Harris Ralph and, and in some way were you was it a bit of blind faith in, in picking him based on word of mouth well the blind faith comes a bit like the data stuff you, you get out the facts first so what we knew we knew he was quick because we'd seen we'd seen footage of him bowling to uh, notably a couple of South African players in the PSL. And you could tell from the footage that he was hurrying, hurrying people up. And then you speak to, to players who have played against him in the PSL and they were quick to say, yeah, great change up. Um, he's, he's quicker than you think. And um, I, I guess we didn't expect him to be as quick as what, what we saw on, on, online. And um, yeah, the conditions in Australia obviously suit, suit him as well, especially the MCG. So, so we were really excited by, by, by Harris. And, and then afterwards, it was, you know, everyone was just... So excited to see him bowl that quick, especially being on a bowl one fifty. Absolutely, I can just see you sitting back there, just ticking all the boxes down there. He's fast; it suits the MCG tick. The other, the opposition hate facing him tick. Yep. You know, we'll we'll, we'll yeah. give him a good chance. Yeah. So it's a, it's not so much a risk; it's a real calculated analysis. And I guess that's the other part of what what you've really delved into. And I, I think the star uh, the stars are doing this better than any other franchise. And I want to understand a bit more about that analysis. Does it come down to the 
and in truly understanding your opposition and where their preferences are in what side they hit the ball to, what their go-to is, and is it that in-depth that you're doing to formulate a game plan to take down the opposition each game? Well, it gets to that. It gets to that point. If you look at um, two parts to it, you look at first of all, we're, we're trying to we're trying to get the players in the position where they they're really comfortable with their own games without worrying about the opposition, and and that's where Huss and Maxi that's their that's their job along with. Um, with Clint McKay and Luke Wright and uh, Jared Lockman. So it's making sure, first and foremost, the player is ready to go for the stars. And then, then when we feel they're, they're ready, then we'll add the, add the opposition component and you know, what to expect, well, what they do when they succeed uh, and what they do when they're, when they're average. So I don't mean average isn't bad, but as in yep. the consistency of the player. So, for example, John O'Wells, um, he, he keeps getting ahead of the curve. We, we think we, we're onto something and he, and he um, responds. And so it's important that, to, to realise the opposition has a say and, and at, times, at times they're better and that, that's okay as well. I think maybe at the past we were almost, uh, when, when teams were better or individuals were better, it was difficult to accept and that, that prevents learning. I think this year we've been calmer when somebody else has had a day out against us. And tonight it might be a win or a Cavillians um, and, and, and you know, you, you just got to sit back and, and, and roll with it. Um, but you know, we also then know that, we, that if we plan right and, and, and we execute the way we want to be, it's, it's knowing you want to be at your best, but what is when you're not at your best, how do you still get a result? How do you take games deep? And that's where, that's where that analysis side can, can come into play. But first and foremost, it's the, it's the coaches with the captain being able to, to level the players to make sure that they're ready to go from, a, from an individual perspective and a team perspective before you can add anything else to it. Trent, it's an incredible insight you're getting. And I'm, I'm really loving it, um, being a cricket snuff. I'm, I'm really enjoying the, the way... That you're going about it, and also explaining it. Uh, one of the things, clearly from the outside, and uh, y- your standard newspaper reporter would go, "Well, the stars are doing well because Stoinis is doing great at the top, and uh, Maxwell's been a gun, and he's doing that, yeah. and, and that's just the way it is." But there's a lot more levels to that, and the part that I really like was one of the games, and it, it seemed to be a gut feel that the, I guess the the scorchers like to score on the onside. Yeah. But then you yeah. put again. You, you brought in a bowler specifically for that role, which was Jackson Coleman, who who yeah. out of the blue um, just cleaned him up, locked him down, and angling the left armer, angling the ball across the, those uh, those leg side dominant players, and it just proved to be a master stroke. And it seemed like it was out of the blue, but obviously that's the analysis and that uh, that insight working in uh, in the match situation, isn't it? Yeah, and. and- I mean, Jackson Coleman's a hell of a talent, first and foremost, and he's had some injury issues. And, and we felt we had to get better across some of the areas because, uh, if you like, Perth and, and to a lesser extent, Sydney Sixers were, have been so dominant as well. So we, we need to make sure we have a, a lot of athleticism in our squad, but also bowling depth. So the, the fact that Jackson's taken a three-fitter this year, Clint Hinchcliffe has two three-fitters, and Nick Babinson has one three-fitter, yep. that, that's, that's, a, that's a good response to it, to it being just dominated by two players. Um, so we've, we've been in a position to be able to rest uh, Matt Cook's Nile at times to make sure that when he plays, he gives his body every chance to beat his peak. Uh, and that way, you know, sometimes it's Jackson Coleman, it's Lance Morris. And if we come back to Dale Sane, we, we got Dale because we also knew the character he was. And he's been invaluable with passing on his information to, to both Clint McKay, but also people like Lance Morris and Jackson Coleman and uh, even Pat Brown, our, our other import, who never played because he was so it's trying to establish a learning environment, not just a, um, a feel-good, feel-good franchise, so that players can take stuff from from the environment that we've created under, under Huss and, and Maxi that, that they they improve 
when they leave here as well. And, and that's also then celebrating international call-ups. So Peter Hanscom, Adam Zamper and Harris Ralph being selected for, for their countries is, is a really good thing rather than it being a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, and that, I think that way, that's, a, that's a better way to attract players as well, that if you can encourage people to come here because it, they're going to improve and have more chance of being picked for the country, I think that's, that's, a, that's a big plus. Um, Trent, is your uh, is your level of data analysis and the way that the Melbourne Stars have operated this year is that is it a new standard? Is it a new level for for twenty twenty cricket? Is it is it has it been seen and used before? Do you know in Test cricket is this a, a new frontier I, that you're I now approaching? I, I think it is, uh, and the Renegades did a fantastic job with it last year. And we we use the same people as they do in a company called Crickbiz. So we we use a different analysts for them. But I think it's, in my experience, uh, having been in an analytical position before, um, a lot of it's hindsight. A lot of it's like, uh, you know, uh, someone saying, well, I told you you should have played Jackson Coleman, which doesn't help. So it's trying to, ha- how you bring in real-time decision-making. And, and so I think what we do well is that we, we allow Glenn um, options. So rather than it just being instinctive, he, he'll be instinctive around three or four options that, that we may, may put in front of him. But then come to the Scorchers game at the MCG, that's all. That's all, Glenn Maxwell. He he has worked out from the batting innings that this this wicket is going to be difficult to score on and spin. So so he introduced Hinchcliffe, Maxwell, uh, Sandeep, um, uh, Madison. So he had four bowlers that he could use that that maybe weren't in our plans, but, um, weren't in our A and B plans. So I think the, the player the player's ability to lead themselves and, and be led in terms of Glenn and is is the first important ingredient for data analysis. Because um, sometimes it can be a little bit too raw, where you're, you're asking a player to be at their best all the time, and in, in a tournament like this, which is which is so long, mm. uh, that, that's, that's difficult to do. So it's making sure when they operate at 80 or 90 percent, um, they're, they're operating in a smart way as well. Uh, they have all the information to deal with that. How did the players um, embrace it initially? Glenn Maxwell, the captain, the rest of the squad, was it? Was it daunting for them, or did they embrace it uh, wholeheartedly? No, I think they did, and, and we've sort of done due diligence too. We, 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 filter, we filter information to make sure we're not overburdening them, and, and there's some games where we'll, we'll take that out because uh, you know, players, players might be tired and that you just want them to, to prepare about getting their own game right and react to what's in front of them. And other times, we, you know, we're, we're telling them the likelihood of what, what, what will be in front of them, and that's, that's where, where Huss has been really good, and um, him having a feel for the group just from being captain first and then, then yeah. being coached, being assistant for a year and being coached is, is massive. So his, his relationship with Maxi and the team has been, been good. I, I guess Peter Hanscom's captaining last game um, showed that the group's in a really good place. It was, it was a seamless transition to a, yeah, to a teammate in Maxi who was, who was hurting and, and um, but, but was able to, 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 you know, to feel that love around the group without, without, Things uh, going off off track, but as much as we didn't get the win, uh, we, we felt like uh, that we you know we're stronger to that experience of um, for, you know, for how Pete went as well. Yeah, he did a ter- he did a he did a really good job. It's great to have that level of depth and that that leadership there. Big game coming up. You've yeah. got the heat. Uh, it's it's a it's a serious challenge uh, because they're so unpredictable. They've got lumpy performance, but they've got some stars in, yep. their, in their team. What can we expect uh, tonight? Uh, well, we're, we're, I think we're a little bit stronger than uh, we were in, in Adelaide uh, with Chris and I being back, so um, that, that helps. Um, and and it's, it's just make sure we own our, our ground as well. We haven't, we haven't lost there this season. We're, we feel really confident when we're playing there. So it's just making sure that from, from the first ball, the heat is on the heat. 
um, and that that's making making good decisions. And and if there is a little moment where a, a Lynn or a, a Vegas gets away, it's being it's being ready to, to to create an opportunity so that they they don't go the full the full way. Um, so they're, they're allowed a highlights package, but it's making sure that it's chances <laughs> offered. We're, we're allowed to we're allowed to catch 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 that whether it's a run out, a, you know, a, excellent catch or or just a good couple of tight overs to put pressure on them. Without giving away your, your innermost uh, trade secrets, there, uh, Trent Trent Woodhill from the Melbourne Stars joining us here on Stumps. What's probably the the most obvious and um, uh, prominent thing that you have analysed about the Brisbane Heat and, and how they've gone this season? The funny thing is, I worked, I've worked with David Warner for, you know, for since about 2008. I, I did seven IPLs with ABDV. I can't tell you anything about how to get him out. But, <laughs> and if you like, but the, the way I work as a batting coach, particularly, is just to try and make sure people feel good and they're, and they're really going back to their to their natural technique and feeling a good place to execute. So it's so it's weird when you see game plans for someone like you to be because well, okay, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> He's a genius, and, and um, yeah, sometimes you just got to sit back and enjoy the show, and, and when he misses out, yeah, you, you, you breathe a nice sigh, sigh of relief and, and hope that you carry on. Well, the best way is to limit the damage. I know firsthand, Trent, how good he can be, uh, having uh, <laughs> play, him belted me around the park for 160 in my test match. But, um, look, he is a star, and uh, he's bringing people in the gate as well. He hasn't quite really nailed and hit his straps. I hope it's not tonight. Um, we'll leave that for yeah. Mate, yeah we we might, <laughs> might leave that for their last game, and uh, they can farewell him uh, maybe with a with a big showpiece innings. But uh, it, Glenn Maxwell's been terrific as captain, yes, and we has. know he's had yep. his challenges and uh, and, yep. and his mental health, and he's led the way. I, I think he's it, it's remarkable what he's done, yep. and for the whole community, not just the cricket, and not just for himself, yeah. but a, a lot of men in the country are saying, well, it's okay to just go, look, I'm not quite right now. I just need a bit of a break. Yeah. And he's done yeah. that, and he's come back refreshed. And uh, his leadership, we're now seeing that, and the way he's talking about it, it's nearly like the insight when the Big Bash first started and Shane Warne started talking through deliveries. Yeah. And you go, hang on, yep. this bloke's a genius. He gets the game. He, he's a great, a great leader of the game. And we're seeing that with Glenn Maxwell, aren't we? We, we are. He, he's he's as good as I've worked with, and you know he he he's one player that can that can be in the same column as an AB to do this. And put in that T Twenty space, he, he can win the game from anywhere. But I think what people don't really uh, realise about Glenn is just how um, how good he has, is at, at being a captain. How it, how he it's not just off the cuff. He, he he does a lot of studying of the opposition, a lot of studying his own players and, and where they're at. So so his decision making is first class as a leader and. He feels he has an environment uh, with the stars where he, you know, he's he's back, so he's he can make he can make decisions that that maybe not turn out right, and whether it's individually with the bat or whether it's as a captain, and and the whole team's got his back, and yep. that means his confidence is growing as well, and he's he's definitely you know the the, the leader of this team, and, and um, yeah, everyone looks up to him and everyone supports him, so in turn, you know, he he offers a lot of support for for the new players, and someone like Clint Hinchcliffe who's He's come across this year as thrived under Glenn's uh, tutorage, and, and not just and not just a, um, from a, a game perspective, but also from a life perspective. So it's it's great to see, and that, they're the things that make you feel good about the position you're in. Can can that what you've just said about Glenn Maxwell in T20s can that easily be translated then into the red ball form into Test cricket? Oh no doubt, and I've, I've said this. I've, I've sort of looked at my tweets over the last three years. I've said the same thing in December each year that this, this guy's too good not to be in the Australian setup. But 
but likewise, I think I think in jail he's got a fan. Um, you know, jail is, is supportive of Glenn, and, and especially when Glenn took that time out, it, it, um, jail was very helpful with him. But yeah, I, th- I think I mean I you know I've I've pushed and pushed and pushed in terms of you know, how we how we treat talent in Australia, and Glenn, Glenn is a better player than, than than players in that test team. Um, he's got more talent than players in that test team, but but sometimes that's not enough, and. Sometimes you need some support with the talent. You need to be able to give it an extended run. And, and it's just the way sport is. And, and Bryce, you understand that. There's sometimes there's guys who, who just get more more chances than others and they have to prove themselves over and over again. Um, it's just a shame when it's the talented ones because you you, you know that if he, he had an extended run, he, he would he would be, um, yeah, he'd be, he'd be world-class because that's how, how I see him every day. No doubt about it, Trent, and uh, thanks for the insight. We, we really appreciate that. Uh, Glenn Maxwell, um, there would be every other country around the world that would say, well, and particularly it was highlighted most definitely in the most recent uh, one-day series, India, uh, over in India, yeah. where Australia in their yeah. middle order didn't have any firepower. That they probably weren't so concerned, and there's no, no disrespect to Ashton uh, Turner um, as he comes in at six, but if it's a Glenn Maxwell, I can assure you now, Virat Kohli's got some headaches, and yeah. every other country yeah. would hate to see him coming in at six, whether it be in white clothing, whether it be at T20 or even the one-day game. So he, he is going to be the key of, of our cricket, and it's great that um, you're well aware that JL is a supporter, and I think the selectors are, are getting things right and, uh, and yeah. honing in on... Um, Supporting the strengths of the players more than yeah, maybe moulding yeah. them to be a certain way. I think so. I think, and it's you know, it's, it, we, as a nation of cricket, we're conservative, and things like that take time. And it's and, and I, I've made that point to Jay. It's easier for me, from a franchise perspective, to push on things. Uh, it's a different setup than a day to day thing. But I, look, I, I, Maxi will be one of the first picked in that T Twenty World Cup team. Uh, and there'll be other opportunities again for, in uh, in white ball cricket, and whether there is in red ball cricket, uh, who knows? But um, it's just it's just nice that he's in a good place, and that he's he, he feels he can express himself around his cricket, and, and you know that's what the stars we want to be known for. That's the the culture of the club is one of support and and um, and one of growth. So I think I think it's a club where we're doing that. Uh, Trent, before we let you go, one of the uh, one of the players who you've brought into your Melbourne Stars squad for this late stage of the season uh, on this occasion to fill in for Harris Ralph is another Pakistan yep. quick Dilbar Hussain, uh, who will be playing tonight against the Brisbane heat. Tell us a bit about Dilbar and I suppose the, the similar process I imagine it would have taken to find him in the way that you did Harris Ralph and, and what he's all about Dilbar Hussain. Well, um, from the introduction from Nick Cummins to the, the Hawkeye Landers. Um, yeah, so we, we, we established a relationship with, with Harris and, and I feel like we really looked after him, and you know, he we provided him with an opportunity, but he provided uh, he provided performance and, and excitement. So that they've been really helpful um, with us trying to um, establish a, another player, and, and uh, they recommended Dilbar to us, who who play, who, you know, who bowls with uh, Harris in the in the PSL. Um, so he came over uh, maybe four or five days ago now, and, and had a good hit out at the, the junction with with Michael Beer and up against John O'Merlo, and. He feels good. He trained with us yesterday. It looks great. He, he probably won't be as quick as Harris, but he's got some tricks. He'll, he'll, um, his Yorker will be, will be A-plus and his slower ball is really good. And we feel at the MCG, uh, his, his bag of tricks will be, will be helpful. Um, and that, that's one area that the last couple of losses, we, we haven't been able to close out the innings um, from a bowling perspective. And we think, we think uh, Dilbar will provide that opportunity. Trent, it's been a pleasure t- uh, chatting to you uh, today on Stumps. Uh, good luck 
with the rest of the season. You're in a, a premium position right now, the Stars to go on and take the whole thing uh, in your stride, but you've uh, you've managed it well so far through this portion of the season, and I hope it goes well for your sake in the finals. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys, and thanks, uh, thanks for the questions and the support. Appreciate it. Trent Woodhill, the director of uh, cricket at the Melbourne Stars, and uh, what a season they've had, Bryce. Well, what a terrific insight. You know, Trent's so open with... Uh, him just sharing the way they go about it. And, boy, I, I'm excited. I want to play for the Stars now. Uh, you know, if they're, they're about growth and, uh, you know, producing good players and, and, you know, springboarding them further, I think that's it's all really positive and they're doing a great job. And you can see it. You can see they're a happy group. So credit to Trent uh, in his role as Director of Cricket. We'll take a break on Stumps. We'll come back on the other side of this and wrap things up for this afternoon.